Let's give him something to talk about. I see the energy running out. <laughs> Jet slap. <laughs> I love it. Look at that intro. You guys are so professional. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Oh, I so, love it. This is podcast number 32. So it only took us 32 episodes to kind of get to where we are with software that is incredibly intuitive. It could probably do it for us. We still, sure. you weren't here for the early episodes. Jen, by the way, Jen Ismar is uh, dialing in. I want to say dialing. I don't know what I said dialing in, but connecting through the internet remotely using Elon Musk's Starlink <laughs> satellite upload. And the first time we did, so you, we didn't have you on without testing this yeah. first. I will tell you that part we did. And um, did you ever meet Matt Souza, Jen, at CrossFit Livermore? No. So he's Savon's producer for the Savon podcast. And uh, he owns CrossFit Livermore. I've known him for a number of years. Met him at a CrossFit event down in Santa Cruz. But he, we had him on because he helped me set up this. He told me what to buy in terms of a mixer board and how to set it up and cameras and stuff. And he even came the here. Application. He yeah, knew the application. Yeah, the application. Stream Yard. hooked us up with all that. So mm. we made him our first remote guest, and it was a shit show. It was terrible. <laughs> it, was, it was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the audio didn't work. The internet was out. We like, went off. We went back on. And this is like episode number 15 or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. So it happens when you're live. Oh, my True, God. Right? Uh, yeah. It makes it exciting. You'll never forget that podcast. No, Ooh. we yeah, good point. It's, it's right. still out there, and the audio is trash. Yeah. <laughs> like Matt's audio came through, but the problem was we were ended up going off of I think Craig's um computer. Yes, yeah, so like, his, his computer mic. So he actually picked up. Yes, picked up. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Felt really bad because that was also Matt's first podcast outside of the Savon podcast. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, it was. A good, it was a good experience for him. Matt may never be on again. <laughs> Anyway, it was nice. <laughs> so, um, Jen Ismar is here from her van. She is living the van life. And for those of you that don't, <laughs> for those of you, because we have a lot of new members, and some of those new members listen to, I, I'd like to think they listen to this podcast or watch this podcast. Yeah. And uh, so they don't know Jen Ismar, who was. Diablo's general manager for three years, four years. On, uh, um, I don't remember the exact amount of time. Yeah, so somewhere she, around there. Yeah, somewhere around there. She was. Um, she came to us through uh, CrossFit Moxie um, down in San Jose that Diablo acquired. Um, I I bought it from a friend of mine who was leaving town, Chris Mitchellmore. Um, and and the reason the one the, the primary reason we made the oh there you go there's yeah, Harold Harold we got her. one listener you even got comments look at that yeah. dude <laughs> I'm impressed yeah <laughs> and Jen was the reason well so my better friend Chris Mitchell was leaving town and he had his affiliate and he didn't want to sell it to anybody else because he we he and I had used to collaborate on stuff, talk about stuff, help each other with the business. And so he's like, I only want Diablo to take this, but I want this community to continue. And the only reason that Yvonne and I did it was because Jen Ismar was there. Yeah. And as the journal running it, and we knew that she had the competency, the capabilities. And then we also saw her as having um, the capabilities to help influence our business, which she did when she moved up from San Jose 
to become the general manager for Diablo and which included Moxie at the time as well. And so that was, uh, that was, that's how we met Jen. Jen came to Moxie via, she just so let people know she's an OG. She's a, she's also a regional athlete games. Mm -hmm. I've been to the games. I've been to the games back in 2009 when you only had to be kind of good to get there, but I can still say I've been to the games. In the uh, the game's birthing place, right? Yeah. Aromas. yeah. So I was in 2009 in Aromas and then 2010 in um, L.A. I was in both. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't know you were pretty at cool. uh, in Carson. Wow. Yeah, the first year it was there. It was such a neat experience. And, I mean, it changed so much since that time. But I remember thinking, like, there's so many fit people in one place. Like, I loved it. It was super cool. Yeah, that's interesting you say that because that was one of my first kind of thoughts about the CrossFit Games and in Carson as well, that it was a it, that it was a convention mm-hmm. of really fit, like minded, fit people. In in in, I always joke about it. Like you, people, you have to train to get in shape to go to the CrossFit Games as a, sit, as a spectator because yeah. it's just, it's remarkable how fit everybody was that came to that. Yeah. But that's and and so uh, she's an OG, and so we're, we're going to ask her about what she's if she's still doing CrossFit anymore. She completely abandoned it <laughs> since she's living in Atlanta. But the is this it, what you meant by is anything off limits? <laughs> yes. Oh no. Oh no. You'll see. Oh god. Oh, oh god. So, so prior, so prior, to, prior to Diablo San Jose, she was, and this is somewhat related to her current experience. Jim was in Chicago. Lived in Chicago. Uh, where she was, where her family is, and she was a uh, general manager of the Windy City CrossFit head coach there, I believe. At coach, the, yeah, I was a manager. Coach, and she, and and there, the Windy City CrossFit is a big facility. And, yeah. and me at the time when I when I found out, I was like, oh, Windy City, because those guys are legit. Um, big, big, beautiful facility too. Just I, yeah. I actually had uh, Jim Envy when I saw their saw their facilities. And, and so, I started and, when they were in just a small gym with none of the, you know, no fancy bathrooms and kind of how CrossFit all started, right? Um, yeah. I was really lucky to get to start with them. The which which helped us a great deal as well, kind of understanding like priorities in terms of how you spend money within a gym to expand a gym. Uh, do you spend it on equipment versus the facilities itself? All of those things that helped shaped her as a as an amazing manager for Diablo CrossFit. And then prior to that. Well, and so she picked up and moved out to California literally with like on a whim. So she has that kind of nomad uh, spirit in her, which has led to her the current uh, life experiences of a uh, van lifer. And then prior to that, which really curious and a lot of people don't know prior to that, she worked at uh, Hooters. <laughs> you said nothing you did your homework for this podcast <laughs> which is which is really good because i still, oh, I still it, it's great because her instagram for for many years prior to she changed, now it's at, at next gen oh that we should put yeah. that thing jamie, jamie oh, can change yeah. that it's at, okay. at next, next gen 09 at next gen 09 because prior to that was h-t-r-g-r or g-r-i-l or g-i-r-l and I always thought it was like, at first I thought it was hater girl. I'm like, God, she's just like already like kind of <laughs> a negative approach to Instagram. And I want to talk about social media as well, too, because I know for a fact that Jen did not like social media. 
and yeah. and and avoided it and and purposely avoided and used to tell me that and i always used to i thought that was kind of a, re, a nice redeeming quality for jen and now she's turned into an influencer which is uh, amazing too yeah of sorts but it was it was a hater girl which actually um as it turns out was hooter girl <laughs> which a lot of people <laughs> don't know about when, you which i think when i created awesome. it was yeah it came from my email address and when i created that when i came up with that email address all other version or variation of Hoot, Hooter or whatever was taken. And so I ended up with that. And now here we are years later. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming back to haunt me. There's more. No, that job was the best job ever. <laughs> Jen? It was easy. I had 20 hot girlfriends that wanted to go party all the time. I had just broken up with my first boyfriend. Like it was amazing. And she looks to the positive of every one of her life's experiences. One of the qualities I really like about her. And she's very humble about her background and her experiences, which has shaped her as a person and has, uh, and it, it's, it, and I think it's one of the reasons why I relate to her because I admire her and look up to the things that she has the courage to do. Um, but her vast life experiences, you know, you, you can't get anything by Jen. Um, if you're, if you're working for, you're working with her or you're a friend of hers because she's done it all. And, and I literally, if if we, we've only scratched some of the surface here and people are like, wow, I never knew she worked for Hooters. There's other stuff you don't know. (laughs) And, and it's all really good stuff. What do you know? (laughs) That could, that could shape a book uh, that could be the foundation for a good book about, you know, how to live a, how to, how to live a wide, uh, varied, uh, fun life. So are you working on a book right now? I I think it might be now as well. (laughs) (laughs) With that setup, yeah. So let's start with where the hell are you right now? Do I tell you where I am, and all of your listeners? (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the like Flagstaff, Sedona area right now, Arizona. Okay. So I have a bachelorette party in Scottsdale at the end of uh, June. So that's kind of been determining where I go. Um, So I'm, I'm here now. Do you have a mountain bike with you since you're in Sedona? I have a kind of hybrid street mountain bike. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I want to take it on the mountain by myself. Yeah. Sedona is a great place for mountain biking. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's why I ask. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Today I'm in an RV resort. I checked myself in. I got fancy. My birthday is tomorrow. So I was like, you know what? We're splurging. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. You know, the first thing I did was clean the van uh, <laughs> and laundry and shower. And I was like in heaven, you don't even know like how much those amenities are like how much you look forward to them when you don't have them all the time. More grateful and appreciative. How often, yeah. how often uh, I, I have a ton cause cause I'm an RV guy. So like uh, and Jen and I talked about our trip ahead of time and I got to go see her van and help her with some, and try try to help her with some things with her van you oh. saved me. Remember, you found out my radiator hose was busted. Oh, the guy who fixed it was like, "Dude, if you didn't come in, like, you would have been stuck on the side of the road in trouble." And I'm like, "Thank you, Craig." <laughs> <laughs> the how often do you pull into RV parks themselves? And and for for those of you who don't know, there's you know different varied places you can stop. But RV parks have usually all the places where you can dump your tanks, you can get water, you can plug in, charge batteries, all that stuff. How often do you, how often are you in RV parks? Not very often. Um, what I have been doing, like I went to the Grand Canyon recently, and so I checked into one of their campgrounds just to be closer so I could get up early and see the sunrise. 
Um, so I'll do things like that, but not very often. It, I don't need to. So like trying to save the money. The uh, RV parks have gotten, I've noticed this over the last three years, especially because of the pandemic, RV parks have gotten pretty expensive. You know, yeah. it's, it's not uncommon to pay over, it's over a hundred bucks a night. Like that's kind of a, almost a regular it's thing like paying now. paying for a hotel room almost. It is. And you're on all you're using is, is water and electricity and maybe sewer um, if you're staying. Yeah. And so, me, you, yeah, go ahead. I'd rather have the views. Like I don't want to open my door and see 20 other RVs. I'd rather see the forest. Um, but shower, yeah. <laughs> like showers are key. And then, like I said, if it's, if it's to be close to somewhere so I can, you know, do something really early in the morning, then, then I'll, I'll splurge. Laundry and stuff like that too. Yeah. Laundry. I've been going to laundry. Do you know, 43 years on this planet, I managed to never have to go to a laundromat until I move in a van. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. Every apartment I had it, at least in the building. Yeah. And I had to go to my first laundromat, like living in a van. Not a fan. Laundry mats have done that with the RV and laundry mats are always kind of sketch. There's just interesting. Yes. Yeah. They're not in great parts of town. And when you're looking at Google, you don't know that yeah. until you get there and you're like, uh, I yeah. don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah, it's. Yeah, there's it's a it's almost like a natural filter for a certain type of individual, someone that doesn't have yeah. access to yeah, washer and dryer that lives in a city. And mm-hmm. the, the, if you had to average so far this year, how much you've spent per night to stay, like if you took all your RV places and divided by the total number of nights, how much would you say um, you've spent on an average per night, including the ones that are zero, right? So we've including got including ones that are zero. Yeah. So we're what are we in? We're in. Uh, so in April makes uh makes 120 days. Um, you want me to do math? You didn't well, tell me this was a prerequisite to be on the show. You had to guess like so, what your average spend per night is over since the beginning. Is it two dollars a night? Is it five dollars a night? Is it ten dollars a night? I don't know per night. So to, this is the most expensive one. This was fifty bucks a night. I'm here for two nights. Okay. And aside from that, they've been about twenty dollars. Okay. And I think I've paid for maybe five of those okay. through beginning of May. Wow. How do you find yeah. the free, how do you find the, the, the best of beauty of the van van life versus pulling a camper yeah. or right. Or pop-up. How do you, how do you know? What, and then I'm going to, I'm going to add that the next question. And Jamie, jump in anytime with your questions. Cause Yvonne's Yvonne has a question for you too. <laughs> but How do you know where to find like the free places to stay that are safe and have a view? So there's lots of apps. It's almost overwhelming. There's so many apps now. Um, iOverlander is one that I use a lot. Seeker is another one. And they're crowdsourced. So people who've been staying at these places will leave a review, the coordinates, um, sometimes even post pictures. So, and then a lot of it's word of mouth too. Like I've now met so many people that are doing this that I've asked them like, hey, I'm going to be in Sedona, you know, who's stayed where? Or actually, it just happened. I saw somebody online who's a friend. She was in Sedona. And I'm like, that's beautiful. Where are you? So I'm going to go there next. Um, Yeah. So these are the things that you just figure out as you go. Right? These are the things that almost stopped me from even doing this in the beginning. Like, where am I going to stay? How am I going to do laundry? How am I going to get internet? What am I going to do for work? Like, all of those things. But you just figure them out 
as you go. It is, it is something about like, sometimes you just got to do it kind yeah. of the mentality and you, and you manage to learn along the way. You get just enough, ba- you, you get just enough base information so you don't kill yourself. And then you, <laughs> and then you, and then you, and then you get in and you go. Yeah. Yeah. So the- and you, you can't even plan for like, I could never have planned for how I was going to come across information or the people I was going to meet or even for, the route that I've taken thus far. Like I thought it was going to go hit all the national parks. Like that was my first goal still is, but it's been like, Hey, come visit me here. Let's go visit this friend there. We're all going to camp together here. Um, so it's just been really, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you, so in, st- so staying in these different places and this was, you know, Yvonne's thought and as a single woman, now one thing that people probably don't know about jen that i know also is that she's uh um accomplished ninja? yes she's yeah. accomplished cra- <laughs> but self-defense but krav maga yeah. self-defense yeah. israeli self-defense program and very good and uh, as a matter of fact got my daughter started with uh, bag work that yeah. she now, uh, my water my daughter still does every week uh, with an mma so instructor cool. but literally you wouldn't you wouldn't want to cross that jen can handle herself this is a former crossfit games athlete super fit super strong and knows how to i've seen her punch like it's like mm-hmm. she's can can give you a devastating blow but my wife yvonne asked does she have a gun mm. no <laughs> don't give um, it up. I have, don't I like give that. it up hmm. <laughs> that's like the one thing that everyone's like you oh know, you should have a gun you, you should have a gun i know you know how to shoot <laughs> yeah I, I have shot before, but not enough to feel comfortable with it, especially in such a small space. Like if I yeah. shoot in here, does it ricochet? Like I have lots of other weapons um, and, and I don't put myself in situations where I don't feel comfortable. There's always going to be a bit of, um, you know, security will be kind of a concern, but with the gun, it was like, do I keep it loaded? Where do I keep it? Driving through states. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were just a lot of variables, so I opted not. For now. And how many? So how you've been on the road for eight, eight months? I want to say it's been seven months. Seven yeah. months. That was close. Wow. The how many in seven months? How many experiences have you had that you feel where you felt uncomfortable? Like that's seven months is what people don't understand. That's all. That's a lot of nights. I mean, there's seven types of service. I'm going to do math again, but it's it's over 200 Mm -hmm. nights. Yeah. Um, in, in, in an RV or, or on, or I'm staying in places where, you know, she's on the road of those, of those nights. How many, how many times or how many experiences have you had that you, you were nervous or scared? You know, it's funny. So I bought the van. I was living in California. The van was in North Carolina. So I flew to North Carolina to pick up this van, knew nothing about vans, nothing about RVs, nothing about driving something this freaking big. (laughs) And I drove it across the country to bring it home. I remember that. I was probably the most scared then. Those first few nights, first few campgrounds finding, like since packing up everything and leaving, I've actually felt pretty good about things. Um, You just get more comfortable the more you do it, right? And I try really hard not to let fear overcome my thoughts. I've had moments where, you know, I start with like, oh, it's really dark. Somebody could be out there. What if there's a bear? And it's like, or what if nothing happens? You sleep great and tomorrow's a beautiful day. 
So have you ever mindset and perception are big. Yeah. Have you ever pulled into a spot and just be like, oh, this is just not feeling right and just yep. move on to the next? Yeah. So I was in a cracker barrel um, and I had a hard time finding that spot uh, as I was on, I was traveling to the next destination. So I'd gone to the gym, I worked out, I showered, I came, I pulled in the cracker barrel and I looked to my left and this guy's like walking up towards me, pants literally around his knees, some kind of knapsack over his shoulder and he's like strutting making like <laughs> eye contact with me like i literally had just parked the lights are on in the van i'm like Rick. so he walks right up to the van he's like sup and i'm like nothing here <laughs> so i ended up driving like 45 minutes to hit a truck stop that night because yeah just no. <laughs> I guess that's probably one of the nice things about being in a van versus like having an RV where you have to oh, unload yeah. and oh, Christ. Yes. set it up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, stay right there while I hook up and plug in and turn take the chalk blocks yeah. out of the trailer. Yeah. So a lot of times when I get to a spot, like right away, I put the blinds up. Yeah. And if I'm in a truck stop or a Cracker Barrel or a Walmart, I try not to get out of the van after I park because I don't want anybody to know it. I'm the only one in there that I'm a female Yeah. in the morning. I know I'm leaving. Sure. Then I'll get out, use the bathroom, garbage, whatever I need to do. Um, but he had seen me literally right as I parked. So he knew. Okay. So that wasn't, I didn't feel safe. So That's I left. Situation. It's yep. good to acknowledge that and know it's a boogie. Yeah. Yeah. The, the person, the, the, what's interesting about that perspective too, is that I think if I pull into a parking lot and there's a van there and then the windows are covered, I'm nervous. I'm, yeah. you know, six two two ten, and I pull, yeah. in, I pull in. I'm like, ooh, what's in there? Yeah, yeah you don't know, <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's like that they have the the people that are that are coming and have the same same kind of fear and apprehension goes both ways. Goes right? both ways. Yeah, and, and knowing that of, gives more confidence. Yeah, I thought about getting one of those sound machines with like a dog, like. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's a good like, idea. Like if, if uh, somebody walks by or something and it like starts going yeah. off. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure they have those. Yeah, oh, they've got to. That's great. <laughs> or you could just get it. I was just going to say, yeah. Yeah, I thought about that, but they're not. You can't always take dogs to the places that I want to go, like all national parks. Yeah. Then I'm also sure. really clean. And I thought about the dog like being in my bed and I'm like, mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you have the the other thing is with a dog like in our RV it makes when you get to places you have to be more thoughtful about yeah. leaving. Yeah, you can't just yeah. pick up and go for a hike. Can't yeah. pick up and go for a run. You got okay. What am I going to do with the dog when I'm gone? And especially it's hot. I, when I traveled from Chicago to California, I brought my cat and he did not travel well during the day. So I was always so worried about him that I couldn't like we tried to do Mount Rushmore and I just. I couldn't enjoy myself because I was so worried about him. So I didn't, I didn't want that with a pet. You know, I may end up getting one down the road, but for now, it's just me. And the, the part that, but one of the reasons I want to, there's a number, there's a whole bunch of questions I want to ask you, but I'm going to, we'll, I want to turn a kind of corner into the fitness side of things. The, one of the challenges that, I face when I, I do a, I do a three week trip. I've done it, you know, th three out of the last five years driving out to the CrossFit games with a trailer so I can stay in the RV. Cause I love staying in the RV park. It's so much fun. Mm -hmm. And Yvonne likes sleeping in the RV when we're there. 
if she's competing because it's, you know, it's her stuff, her bed, her clothes, yeah. everything, her bathroom, um, is, uh, um, it, is working out when I'm on the road for that period of time. Uh, how, how often are you fitnessing, um, when you're, when you're on the road? Right now, twice a day. So I'm doing kind of a version of 75 hard. Um, okay. so the requirements for me are one 45 minute workout. And then one, the second one has to at least be 10 minutes and outdoors. Right. Um, I walk a ton, but I also have a couple kettlebells. So I do a lot of body weight and kettlebell work. I've been doing a lot of like really long, hard hiking. Uh, I've actually been running and enjoying that. So, and I shower a lot at Planet Fitness. So anytime I go there, I'm always getting a workout in as well. I love the gym and fitness is a big part of my life. So it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how for me, right? And I always have my body and I can always do push-ups and lunges and squats. So there's never an excuse. That that's that's interesting that that thought process because mm-hmm. that's how I think about it too. It's just I'll figure out something. Maybe come across mm-hmm. a space where you can do some good hill sprints or something like that. I've done that in the sand. Yeah. It was oh, fun. Some, uh, <laughs> Until the next day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh God. <laughs> the Holy the, to the um, for those of you that are listening and thinking about van life or maybe doing a big van trip or big camping trip, why do you do the uh, fitness 19 membership planet fitness oh, planet. um planet he didn't fitness. want to say that one? yeah <laughs> why do you do the planet fitness uh, membership that one specifically it's low cost and they have the locations everywhere i think it's one of the ones that has the most locations across the country right. so it gives me the most options what about showers do they and, all of course them? yeah showers they all have showers they even have Tanning booths if I want them, massage beds. Oh, really? Um, yeah. The only thing is they don't have a barbell that moves. They have them all locked in those yeah. Smith machines. I'm like, there's oh, not yeah. one free barbell in this place. <laughs> have you set off the lunk alarm? Is that a real thing? I have not. It is a real thing. And I actually heard it go off once when I was in one of the really? gyms. Lunk alarm. Yeah. <laughs> it really is kind of a fun But they, have a, they all have like a functional fitness area. It's got battle ropes and kettlebells and fun yeah. stuff to play with. Sled or something here and there. Yeah. I haven't seen any of actually. And really? so a Fitness 19 membership, if you buy, if you buy. Planet one, Fitness. Planet Fitness. I don't know what's <laughs> Fitness 19. Planet Fitness. It's local. So if you buy a Planet Fitness membership here, it works in any Planet Fitness around the country. Yeah. They've got a couple different op- membership options and one is the regional one. Oh, that's cool. So that's great. Yeah. That's the. Like that, that convenient helped. to be able to go and oh. take a shower and just yes. chill. Yeah, and, and I plan my routes a lot around where gyms are and like where I'll be going through and is it going to be where I'm staying or do I take a shower on the way to my next place? So planning is actually the hardest, has been the hardest part of this. Um, it's taken way more time than I anticipated or thought it would as far as like researching the parks, right? And then what am I going to do when I'm there to where am I going to stay to when do I need water and food and groceries and um, where am I going to take my next shower? Like all of these things. There's a lot to think about. I've noticed in RV reservations is even, especially the state parks or including the state parks that because of the pandemic and work from home is he? Yeah. You can, it's difficult to get reservations. You have to, you have to book them way in advance. Yeah. 
Is is that the yeah. case with the places you 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 go to? Yeah, the one I stayed at in Grand Canyon, they had like 15 first come first serve spots. So I got there at 6:30 in the morning. They opened at eight um, to be able to get one of those spots for the day. Wow. For just the day, that wasn't just like for a, the day. That was no, yeah. Wow. And was there a line to get in? No, for you, the night. Yeah, no. When you okay. so when you got there though, was there a line to to get in? I was the first. Oh, you were the first. Um, yeah, I was actually the first, but a guy a guy came right after me, and then people started filtering in pretty soon after that. So, okay. What uh, you? What was your question regarding fitness? Are you dropping in a, any CrossFit gyms? Oh, that's a good one. I have not, um, and it's not. I've wanted to. Like that was one of the things I wanted to do on the road was to get to check out other gyms. Yeah, it's just been more planning where I'm staying. It's harder money, right? Like I'm trying not to pay for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, and also I'm sure having like the planet, uh, planet, planet fitness, I messed up. Um, but you also have like the showers, not every CrossFit gym is going to have showers and the amenities you would run into. That makes sense. what, yeah. I pay, what I paid for Planet Fitness the whole month is what it would cost me to get into a CrossFit gym for one day. So really? ours is thirty-four bucks for for dropping yeah. at Diablo. Yeah, and, and yeah, I can understand that we're not ideal. We, we discriminate against van lifers. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll do my own CrossFit workout. <laughs> If you come in, Dan, here's a discounted race. Jamie and I were speculating about what kind of equipment you have in your van as well for fitness. I'm sure kettlebells. I mean, you already said kettlebells, but I was like, kettlebells yeah. are the best thing to carry on. Yeah. Maybe a jump rope. Totally. Kettlebells. I have a jump rope. Um, I've got bands. Um, I have a handstand board so I can do my handstand work. Uh, I actually brought a little trampoline. Really? So... Before I left, I had a vibration plate at home, which, okay. So I used to work at a cryo place and they had this vibration plate and I would like roll my eyes at the vibration plate. And so I had this knee thing. And the only thing that helped me was the vibration plate. So then I had it in my head and I did more research into vibrations and that's what our whole body's made of. And so it helps just rebalance you. And I couldn't bring the vibration plate. It was heavy, big, and it plugs in. So I ended up getting the rebounder, the trampoline, but it's like, all the way under the storage in the back of everything. So guess how many times it comes out? Just gonna ask how, how often have you used it? Yeah. There's a lot of things I brought that don't get used just because they're tucked way in the back of yeah. you know the storage place. The logistics of just using yeah. it pain in the ass. Yeah, th- those yeah. are all the things that you learn through experience, like storage, th- sizing stuff down, yeah. where you store it, accessibility. Yeah. getting the stuff you use the most gets priority like that's in the front mm-hmm. How, so i had gotten a flat tire sorry um i had gotten a flat tire which my tire is on top of the van mm-hmm. so i had to wait for somebody to come help me because i couldn't get it down i was literally on the highway and i needed my air compressor to fill up the the spare well the air compressor was literally in the last bin all the way in the back so I'm at this gas station, which was not in a good part of town. It's like nine o'clock at night. I'm scared. Now I don't. I have an hour's drive on the spare tire that I'm not really comfortable with, and I have to literally take all my stuff out and like display it. Like people are looking, and it was really violating, you know, because like people want to see, like, oh, in your van, and it, I remember feeling like really violated that I had to take all my stuff out to to get the air compressor that was in the back. Oh, that's a good story. 
<laughs> but it's but that's a real story and it's yeah. you know even just casual RVing you're going to have those experiences you know, yeah and it's it's and it's it, that's why one of the things i found i wonder if you find the same thing with respect to RVers i go to the RV parks and they're very the, especially the old RVers that have been there a while or been on the road a while they're they're just seasoned seasoned but they but they have they have just an incredible amount of knowledge they're super supremely confident and they're willing to help because yeah. it's like they know what you're going through well they probably also learn by somebody else that was equally sure. experienced that shared with them the knowledge so might as well pass it down isn't that what life's all about learning things and then teaching the next generation so they don't have to go through the same struggles and then they learn more and that's how we keep progressing Yes, very well and it's put. something that yeah. is found. It is something that's it's a that's a unique characteristic of CrossFit gyms. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it, but it's also that it's one of the things why I like RVing and RV parks, and I'm sure for you the van life. It's that the person that's on the road that that's traveling doing that is the same type of person. Mm -hmm. Like they're resourceful, yeah, totally they take care of stuff. They can handle themselves in a situation, and they want to help other people. And they might even have a little extra because they know that this is going <laughs> to to somebody it's, else it's partly what makes it addictive yeah. every time we go to i've never had in an rv park I'm, I, I can't say that i've ever had a bad experience with a neighbor or someone else it's cool. it's yeah it's 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 yeah. really kind of a cool thing the people that i've met on this journey so far have just been incredible right and it was not cool. something i expected or thought it's probably been, been my favorite part like even over the beautiful places that I've seen are just these incredible people. I've met more people in the last seven months than I have in the last like five years. It's wow. crazy. That's wild. Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite spot you've been to? Good question. Oh, that's such a hard question. <laughs> um, well, I, because I just came from the Grand Canyon. Yeah. That was just wow. Like literally I was like, Were you I couldn't able to even believe it. Were you able to set up the RV where you have like the picture perfect opening of the day? I, you don't watch my stories, do you? <laughs> I, I might have missed that one. I do watch your stories. I might have missed uh, that Yeah. I, on the way out, I did like Desert View Drive, and there's several places you could pull off. And so I backed the van in and oh, had my breakfast there. It was just amazing. That's beautiful. It, yeah. it's still, you, you see it in pictures. One of those things. That's why the national parks are so amazing. Because you see it yeah. in pictures. You can go online. You can see it on the computer screen. They're pretty cool. But until you're actually there. Yeah. And Grand Canyon, I suspect, is like, it's been a lot. I was there as, as, as a teenager, I think, was the last time I was there. And I'd love to take Alana there. And uh, I, I don't know that Yvonne's been been there. Yvonne and I went there. We drove there once on a, on a oh, we were, we were coming back from come back from the games or something oh, no not even te not texas we were coming back from when i was going to graduate school and she was driving with me on the way back but we went we started driving up to the grand canyon and it was a freaking snowstorm you couldn't see six feet in front of you uh, yeah. and we're like oh i was so bummed because i wanted to show her but it, i i did just remember as a kid it being jaw dropping so that was the experience yeah. that you had i'm glad to yeah hear and the weather was good when you were there it was perfect it was a little windy the second day but that's the day i did the bright angel trail which is a really tough like literally three thousand feet down and then three thousand feet back uh, up i was actually so this was a good kind of mindset so i went to the indian view indian gardens um or the havasupi they call it now um so it took me six hours round trip but mindset was a big part of that hike because 
I did a lot of research into it, what I was going to need, where I was going to go. And everyone kept saying how hard it is, hard it is, hard it is, it's hard. And so that gets in your head. And as I was starting the down, I kept thinking, I have to come back up this. Like, this is going to be the hardest hike I've ever done. This is going to be hard. And I was like, well, like, let's not ruin this beautiful view, this beautiful hike by worrying about what it's going to feel like on the way back up. Right. And so on the way back up, um, you know, when those thoughts start of like, this is hard, I'm getting tired, I'm hot. Uh, I got this phrase from Tony Robbins. He's like, every day in every way, I'm getting stronger and stronger. And so I would just repeat that. And it really helped just like quiet the noise. And it allowed me to keep moving. And it was not like, it was hard. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't bad. And I could watch the other people and see who had given up and who was listening to those voices of I'm hot. It's tired. I don't want to do this, but it's like, you're going to have to climb it up. Like you're here. There's no other option. You can either make it miserable for yourself or you can just enjoy it and get through it and, you know, let it make you stronger physically, mentally, all the things. You've, you've got that perspective. I mean, coming from a fitness background and training, still making that a big priority of your, your life while you're out journeying. Um, a lot of people that probably did say, oh, it's so hard, so hard, probably don't have that kind of background or that kind of experience of just mm-hmm. fitness in, in general. It's mine. Yeah, and this is one of the great things. Yeah. What's that? About CrossFit. Like, yeah. This is one of the great things about CrossFit, right? Is it really helps people push through the pain, yes. right? Yeah. Is it going to hurt? Are you going to be uncomfortable? Yes. But how amazing do you feel afterwards? Right. And look at who's doing it with you and they're not dying. So you're going to be okay. Like our mind will give up way before our body ever will. And so I remind myself of that too. When I think like, I can't go anymore. It's too hard. That's just my mind. I know my body has way more in it. And so if I can do something to quiet that, you know, quiet that noise, I can keep going. And you're, you're quieting the mind is the Tony Robbins quote. Yep, the mantra. Yeah, because it, it gives you something else to focus on. Yeah. yeah. Right? Because yeah. we can't stop those thoughts. So I can either listen to them or yeah. give my brain something else to focus on. Right. Yeah. To repeat, short, sweet, repeat. Move. Yeah, that's uh, that's cool. Um, RJ RJ says hi, by the way. So that's that's RJ. RJ's RJ. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it comes up as a user here. Are you yeah. on Facebook? Yeah, so I pulled up Facebook because okay. I can okay. see the comments through Facebook. Awesome. Um, which which takes me now rj said he he does watch your stories and for again for those that don't know jen's complete personality and background when she uh, first came to diablo she talked about her disdain for posting on social media she just wasn't that person and just didn't didn't you know told me that she you know didn't like doing posts. It wasn't going to do a lot of posts would, and she would occasionally post, uh, you know, on, on for her benefit, but also for Diablo CrossFit benefit. Um, so now you're online quite a bit and mm-hmm. kind of part of your persona. Why'd you decide to make that switch? And then how comfortable yeah. are, are you with it now? So the reason I didn't like it before was how it made me feel. Right. It would give me anxiety if I would see other coaches. Like I followed a lot of people that were in my industry, but then it's the, well, look at how much they're posting. I don't talk about that. Look at how their videos look, look at how my videos look. And so there's a lot of comparison and judgment and the whole like 
people post their highlight reel, right? All the things that is going right, that's good. And it makes you feel bad because your life's not like that. Nobody's life is really like that. Um, so that's why I kind of stayed away from it. But it's now my business. It's now how I connect with people, keep in touch with people. I can share my journey. It's how I get clients and customers. Um, and I've learned to use it to share in a way that makes me feel good because it's very authentic. Like I'm an open book. I'll tell you about all the mistakes I've made because I've made a lot <laughs> so that you don't have to, right? And it just helps people maybe feel like they're not alone. And the more I found, the more that I've shared my journey and the more I've shared my struggles and the things that I've gone through, the more I heal from them, the better I feel. So now I don't scroll through social media to see what everyone else is doing. I share or I have genuine conversations. And I've gotten some of the most amazing comments about how I've helped people see things differently or made them feel better, like they're not alone or given them the courage to do something. And like that just fills my cup up. And so it, it allows me to kind of keep, keep going. I've in Jen, Jen's entire time working uh, with me and for me, I never once uh, saw her cry. And, and that's something that I can't say about every employee that I've worked with for there's something about me. I, I've recognized that <laughs> it creates, a bit of a hard creates ass. emotional anxiety in others. <laughs> and, but that never happened with Jen. And, uh, and she would, Jen would, Jen was always willing to go toe to toe when, the, when, when necessary and, and help me see the, 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 the right way of things um, often. Um, but I have seen you cry on social media, um, mm. and which was f fascinating for me. It was very revealing um, that you do uh, that you that that you were not that you were capable, but that you had um, gotten into a situation that you know in your travels that uh, allowed mm. you to that put you that that made you cry, and that you were mm -hmm. willing to share it with others was was fascinating to me, and and again another impressive quality about you because it was a it was a really compelling post and, yeah. and so, I, so so that's impressive i don't know that this is a question it's more of an observation yeah i don't know do you want me to talk about what it was <laughs> well but the, why not so, so it's like, gonna listen or maybe listening now is gonna want to know okay what the hell i want to know what cry. yeah <laughs> it wasn't the so yeah. I spent if you're, if you're willing to the talk winter yeah, totally. I told you, I'm an open book. I, uh, I don't mind sharing it all. So I spent the winter in Arizona, uh, mostly for the weather, but I ended up meeting a guy and we got in a relationship and it got like pretty hot and heavy very fast. And I was almost going to sell my van, move to Arizona, like for this relationship. Um, and I, it was such a good lesson for me of like how not to change who I am for somebody else. You know, leaving there was really hard. Um, I did end up leaving because everything inside of me, all my spidey sense was like, no, you just, you know, you just got this van. You just started your journey. You don't want to go back to the same life of um, working for somebody else, working in a gym, you know, nine to five type stuff, like keep going. And so I made the tough decision to continue on my journey. And I'm so glad that I did. 
Um, but it was just a really good, a really good lesson of one, trust your intuition because it turned out he was lying to me. And two, don't change who you are for somebody else. Like the person you're going to be with is going to be, it's going to be a good fit. You'll complement each other. You don't have to completely change or give up for another person. But I think for me, it had been 10 years since I had been in a relationship. So I just wanted it to work. Like now looking back, if I'm honest, I was willing to change and give up who I was to make the relationship work because I had the mindset of, what if I don't get this again? What if I don't meet somebody else? Like this is my last chance. Um, but now being on the other side of it, it's like, what? No, of course I'm going to meet the right person. This was just a good stepping stone on the way. So that was the situation. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thank you for sharing. That's, and it, it is, uh, and it's good to, to share that one. I think in particular, because people, you know, I think especially for van life, they want to know, um, is this, you know, is, is she going through all aspects of life or is she just, um, just, you know, kind of in this like narrow hallway of experiences, life experiences that are just focused on travel and seeing things. And, and, and it's not, it's, it's the full range. Like you're getting the full range of relationships and emotions and everything else that go with it. Gwen, Gwen says hi, by the way. Um, hi Gwen. And yeah. And, and so the interesting thing about that is like, I kept thinking I needed to be in a relationship to be happy. Just like I thought I've needed to have a lot of money to be happy, or I needed to have a certain car to be happy, or I needed to have a certain body to be happy. And I got it and I was, I was happy, but the idea of selling all my stuff and going out to that life, like that did not make me happy. And now being on the other side, I'm like, I kind of don't want to be in a relationship. I get to do whatever I want to do, go wherever I want to go. I don't have to ask anybody. And it's so freeing. So I'm just really content with where things are right now. That's awesome. On the yeah. an, another question that that I'm curious about, and I know other people, I think other people will want to hear that are especially in the CrossFit community, is <clears throat> how do you do your meal planning and meal prep? And 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 yeah. What do you do when you're traveling? I mean, and by traveling, I mean just actually on the road. So failing to plan is planning to fail. <laughs> I live by that quote. It really is all just, it really just all is thinking in advance. So right now with the challenge that I'm doing at three, my three main meals, I have to have a protein plus two veggies. So that means I'm cooking or I'm eating raw, you know, veggies, but I always have to have fresh vegetables on hand for that. And it's just about knowing when I'm going to run out, making sure I hit it at the grocery store. Um, as far as meal planning, I've never been a great meal planner, cooker, um, recipe person. I literally construct my meals by thinking, where's my protein? What veggies do I have? And then what starch or fat am I going to add to that? Um, and so if I know I'm going to have a travel day or I'm going to be driving, I have stuff pre-made. I'll make with breakfast, I'll make lunch and dinner, or I'll have a salad ready, or, you know, I'll stop and use that time to, I mean, my oven and my stove comes with me everywhere. So I pull over at a rest stop, I can cook my food if I want. Um, but it's just, it's forward thinking, knowing when I'm going to have time, what I need to do, and making sure I have enough food on me. How often do you eat out? 
and by eating out, I mean restaurants, fast food, that kind of stuff? Very rarely. Um, I've always like, it's funny. I don't really enjoy cooking. I'm, I'm not someone who loves to cook. How I enjoy having control over what ingredients are in my food, the freshness of it, the quality. So um, I would say I eat out probably five times a month. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What do you did? How about alcohol? Is it, do you drink and, and is it something that, you know, because you're on the road, essentially on this, what others might perceive as a, a lifelong a vacation is it, is it is it is there a and when the rvers get together do you guys all party is it is how, how much of a part of of your van lifestyle includes alcohol it's funny you say the vacation thing real quick because i had a friend who was watching her stories and she was on a two week or two and a half week um vacation in europe and i was like wow must be so great to have like two weeks off. I've never taken a two week vacation. And then literally after I typed it, I was like, Oh, I'm kind of on a permanent vacation. What am I talking about? <laughs> um, but for, for the challenge again, for 75 days, I have oh. not been drinking at all. Right. Before that, very rarely. I'm not somebody who like wants a beer by the fire. Like, I enjoy having a drink, like a nice margarita. If I'm going to a restaurant with friends, like that would be something that I would want to drink. But just hanging out, especially by myself, I don't. Um, so it's just kind of special occasions if we're somewhere. And maybe if there was a group of us together, people aren't really big, big drinkers. Some people will have, you know, a couple drinks, but it's not a big focus. Most people are um, just live a really healthy lifestyle. That and you're so busy. It's like to, to sit down and have a few drinks. It's like, you're going to pay for it in the back end. It's like, you've got stuff to do. You've got places to be. It's just another yeah. speed bump of anything. Yeah. Is your day, is your day fully occupied every day? Yes. I mean, it's hard. Like every day is different. Every day is different. Every week is different. Um, depends on if I'm at a campground or if I'm parked somewhere or if I'm in a Walmart um, but I have certain habits and routines that I do no matter what, like we fall to the level of our habits when life gets crazy. Right. Yeah. So that keeps me kind of grounded. Um, but I do definitely mix in recovery time and time for chilling out and watching Netflix or, you know, just going for a relaxed walk because it's important to have that recovery. Like the last few days for me have been go, 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 go. And I felt it like yesterday I was like tired. So I just relaxed. I did laundry, I did chores, I painted my nails. I did, you know, things that don't take much brain power. Um, and then I feel much better today. Every place you go to, are you connecting with friends at every stop that, you know, are, are, is, are you now at the point where your meetups, where your overnights and your periods of time where you're stopping planned around connecting with other van lifers? No, not every time. I enjoy being by myself as well. So it's really nice to meet up with people, have some friends, and then be like, okay, I'm going to go off my own for a couple weeks. Right. Um, but the other day, I was with, so when I was in Vegas, I met a good group of girls that all love to go on adventures. And I met them here in Arizona. We all did this hike and went to this waterfall. 
it was really, really cool. And then they went back and I went on my own way. That's cool. Yeah, that is really cool. And at night when you're winding down, do you, is it Netflix just like everybody else? Not every night. Um, a lot of times I won't have internet. So that kind of determines things for me. Right. Um, I read, I'll read at night and then meditate. I'll do a meditation. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the internet, like with the uh, Starlink, like, <clears throat> is it good? <laughs> is it working well for you? So- yeah, Everybody, I think everybody wants, everybody wants really to know that. Yeah, because yeah, anybody that's right. internet their cost of yeah, I have I yeah. oh I've been to Starlink. I've I know how much that costs. I'm like okay, there's an initial investment. Yeah, cost you could turn it on and off when you want. Yeah, but I but so I, is Starlink worth it? <laughs> yeah, so I did a lot of research before about internet, right? Yeah. Before I um, embarked on this journey and. To me, that was a priority because having internet is my job. Like it's how, again, I reach out, but also being by myself, like for navigating and things like I needed to know that I had the best chance of always having connection. Mm. So Starlink was that. For the most part, yes, it's great. It is a little bit harder if you're in forests with trees because it needs a view of the sky. Um, And then my other gripe about this starling thing is the freaking cord is like a hundred feet and can i tell you how many times that thing has been knotted like it just wants to go every time i undo it and so i'm like and i'll just like throw it in the van i don't have it mounted so it's a bit of a hassle to like i have to go through the window and there's a cord my window's partly open because the cord's hanging out and um but you know what i have internet so that's right there. Okay. So yeah. when, so when you're RVing, like th- those are the things, that little tidbit right there and the tidbits that you don't find out about until, until you experience it. it. Yeah. I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about, whether it's my yeah. cord, my electrical plug-in cord or the hose, the water hose that's coiled. And it's one of those permanently fucking coiled hoses where you try to straighten it on the kinks, but that, Oh, that are the, the, the cable for Starlink. Okay. So I, I would like lay it all out straight and I'm doing the whole wrap around and somehow there's like all these twists. And I'm like, Hey, like what, how did that happen? Somebody needs to do something about this cord. I saw this thing and I've been trying, I was actually going to bring in a bucket and just do it to one of our long ass extension cords here in the gym. But if you take like, if you have space for like a five gallon bucket or even just a smaller bucket, space, I know it's it's a, it's a factor, but yeah, little hole, the bottom of it, where you're going to plug it into the modem and then the other extend goes to the, the satellite, right? You just uh-huh. roll it into the bucket. So then when you need it, you just pull it out and it just comes right out. And then when you need to put it back, you just pull mm. it out. Can, uh, can this is something you've seen on the internet. I have it. <laughs> I have it on my like a hundred foot uh, extension cord and it's the most efficient thing. Does it work? Oh, it's fucking perfect. Oh, okay. It's beautiful. So this cord is different though. It's a different material. It, it like so it, bends like, differently. It's so, really okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just a thought. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, I, I could, I can imagine if it's wanting to coil its own way, then it's got a mind of its own. How often are you putting small stuff again? How often are you stopping and putting, uh, filling up your van? Like provision? filling up my van with gas. Oh, a diesel in your case. Oh, yeah. it, it depends on how far I'm driving. So mm. I, I like to take my time. 
Um, I, I don't want to like drive five hours here and then drive five hours there. I try to like drive a couple hours and be somewhere for a while or drive another couple hours. Um, there's been times where I've had to make longer drives, but just for enjoyment, I don't like sitting. I can't gosh, when I sit and drive for more than like three hours, so antsy. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. a nice little yoga session after sitting for X amount of hours. Is so you're probably yeah. filling, you're probably filling up maybe maybe once a week. Um, I mean, it really depends on how much I'm driving, yeah. where I'm moving. I try to be somewhere for a week, so okay. ideally, oh, okay. I'll great. drive. I'll be somewhere for at least five days. After five days, I need a shower, like a real shower. So yeah. I'm usually moving somewhere. You have a portable shower that you can use in a fix, right? Yeah, I have an outdoor shower, which I've used once. So I was in Vegas, and I had been in my spot for like five days, and I'm like, yeah, we're going to bring out this shower. (laughs) So I get out this shower tent that I bought on Amazon, which in Amazon, they're like, poof, here it goes. It pops up, and then you put it away. (laughs) So first of all, I couldn't get all the stakes in the ground because the ground was just really hard. I got two in. So I'm in there. There's nowhere to like put your stuff. So I like set it on the van. The wind is blowing. So the thing keeps like blowing up and over. I'm on dirt. So as soon as I turn the water on, now it's mud. And now I'm muddy and it's splattering up my body. So now I'm dirtier than when I started. And then I dropped the soap. And then let me talk about how to put this thing away. Like, do you know, it took me probably an hour to refold this thing because I was like, well, I'm trying to watch the video and do it. And I just, could not. So we've showered one time with the outdoor shower. <laughs> Again, see, this is the this is the story. These this is a valuable yeah. tip. If anybody's watching this is thinking about the van life, these are the things you need to know. That's yeah. classic. <laughs> it's kind of like living on a boat. I should have videoed it. Well, it was yeah. hilarious. It is. I think I'm yeah. sure it's probably very similar to living yeah. on a boat. Yeah. Just you can hop on a bike and go somewhere if you want. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where what what's the next big place that you're off to? So I'm gonna head to Sedona. Um, I'm gonna be there for a while, and then I'm making my way down to Scottsdale. Like I said, I've got a bachelorette party um, at the end of the month. So I took a house sit right before that. So one of the things that I learned from another van lifer was there's a website called Trusted House Sitters, yes. where you don't get paid, but I get a free place to stay, laundry, shower kitchen so i'm watching their animals while they go out of town and for me like i love pets so it gives me i get some fur babies to play with um and then sometimes it's nice to just get off the road and not have to worry about where i'm gonna sleep or being able to take a shower every night if i want to um so i'm doing that before is that like through an applicant like an app or something or are you just through your own network yeah you're talking with no trusted house sitters and i paid for that like i had to pay for the website um, but then there's no money exchanged for the house sits. That's really cool. That's great. Yeah. Do, you, do they do they do pet do you do pet sitting too, or is it is that part of the deal? Yeah. So that's basically they're having you. They want you to stay at their house because they have pets, right? Oh, okay. um, so they don't have to board board yep. their pets, whether it's cats or dogs. Right. But like they'll put pictures of their place. And so I'm choosing the houses that have like beautiful views. I stayed in a place in Apache Junction Ooh. that was gorgeous it backed right up to the mountains like it was just beautiful so it was a really cool experience oh that's fantastic 
It's almost like getting yeah. a, a vacation on your vacation. That's when that's when social media and the totally. internet. That's when social media and the internet's awesome. Yeah, like that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. what a what a great yeah. fantastic. And okay, so and at the do you know where you're going to be yet at the end of July, um, and then uh, beginning of August, Madison perhaps. So. <laughs> Uh, I have a friend in San Diego, actually Yolanda, who I met at CrossFit Moxie. Um, They're going to be out of town for a few weekends in July. So she had asked if I would come watch their cat. So I am likely going to do that. And then I, the bachelorette party, the wedding is in Tahoe in middle of August. Okay. So, which will be nice because I'll come home, right? I'll come home and visit um, people and I was just going to ask you, are you going to be working way back out to the Bay? But you nailed it. <laughs> you answered it for yeah. me. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So then it's we'll interesting. Get... I call it home. Cause like when people ask me that now, like, where are you from? I'm like, how do I answer that question? <laughs> Born in Chicago, lived in California the last 10 years. Now home is wherever I am. Yeah. That's great. Home is where the heart is. <laughs> oh, Jen, yeah. with you. Well, the, um, Thank you for being on today and sharing this with us because it, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's great it's, to see you. Uh, it's it, this is just a, yet another thing that you've done in your life that I admire, and it defines in my mind. It kind of defines you as a as a person, and it's uh, extremely admirable. And there's so much about it that I envy um, in terms of what you're doing. And I, and I think a lot of people would, and would, would like to be able to have the courage and the, and the capacity Mm -hmm. and the wherewithal to be able to go do what you're doing. Um, so thank you for sharing it online and thanks for being online. And man, I do please come train with us when you're back. Yeah, for sure. You're not going to charge me $34, are you? (laughs) Too much hours. You heard it. (laughs) I told you she'll go, she'll go toe to toe with me. (laughs) (laughs) and yes i'll be there yes (laughs) that's so good well you can and what's great about the diablo parking lot is like this this parking lot's as safe as probably any place you're gonna stay you can park right here in the park yeah or my my driveway um (laughs) if you want to the full full amenity full treatment yep well, that's cool. Well, thanks for being on. This is, this is a fun discussion. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. I had fun too. All right, cool. Have a great time on your uh, next part of your journey, buddy. Thank you. See you guys. Right. See you guys. Yeah.